the views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language. Perfect. All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Connected. Uh, This is the Side Street Studio Arts podcast on music, art, and kind of everywhere and everything in between. Uh, Today, we are joined uh, with at the Blue Box Cafe for the Elgin Fringe Festival with Nathan Chesterfield. How are you doing today, Nate? I am doing okay, I think. I uh, just had my coffee, so we'll see. Your first coffee of the day? Yes. What? So we so we came in and like as soon as we started opening up, people were in the door. So we're like, well, I guess my coffee waits. And then you know. <laughs> oh my God! I don't know how you're here. Neither right do now. I. It's okay. a great. It's a it's a mystery to all of us. <laughs> That's crazy. Well. Now I'm through with that though. I got my caramel apple cider, so I'm happy. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, of um, course. Thanks for having me. And so, caramel apple cider. Now, where is this from again? Where is it from? Where is this specific caramel apple cider from? I think we got this from Kuiper's, if I remember right, because Claire went to uh, Kuiper's a few weeks ago with her mom. Um, and what is, what's that? Uh, it's like a farm nearby, oh, I guess. okay, cool. So, like, okay. you know, they have, like, the like corn mazes and stuff like that. Gotcha. And pumpkin, pack, right. pumpkin picking and stuff closer to... All that fun um, stuff? Yeah, all the fun stuff, you know. Um, and she grabbed a, a picture me. of it from there, but we usually just... <laughs> um, we usually... I, we have a supplier we usually get it from when we do it for... Like, you know, when we do it for sale usually, which usually comes like end of September, early October, we'll right. start doing that. But right now we're more just, we missed it so much. And as soon as she saw it, Got she's it. like, I'm bringing some back, please. That's cool. <laughs> well, right in time for the season, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with Connected, we have, uh, we've had a podcast in the past where we discuss different things with artists. And um, I'm going to make sure I'm in the microphone. Thank you. Me too. Um, <laughs> different artists from the Elgin uh, from Elgin and the Fox Valley and really what we wanted to talk we wanted you on today because for a number of different reasons but also we found out I found out very recently that you act and you were in a performance <laughs> yeah. here in town so mm-hmm. uh, what was now are you classically trained are you an, actually an actor that works <laughs> oh, no. or oh no so um just <laughs> Yeah, ahead, so I, so my, my first uh, my first experience with acting was in middle school. Um, I had you, you don't know, say. Yeah, it was you know oh, it was man. like everyone's first classic drama class. Nobody wanted to be there, but it was it was a fun time and I enjoyed it. Um, and as we moved on towards like high school and stuff, I, I I didn't really fit in any of the other like groups of people who did stuff. Like I didn't play sports. I didn't you know uh, I didn't sing very well. I didn't play an instrument or anything. So I was like, okay, I guess I can you know try this acting thing a little bit more because it's so much um, easier than all of those things yeah right? you know yeah, definitely it's and easy. it's also probably the thing that takes the longest so that my mom doesn't have to pick me up so early so um <laughs> so it's really, it was really a fan uh, it was a family decision to get you into acting kind of my mom, my mom and my dad met in theater when they were younger Whoa, um, my dad was in tech cool. and my mom was in the shows and stuff over at um albright theater in um naperville or aurora okay. wherever that is um that's so yeah, awesome. it was just kind of a like, hey, you'll probably like this. You're really good. You make a lot of stupid noises and funny voices, so just go do it. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah I know, right? Uh, so I started acting in high school. Um, I don't think in high school I was very good. I, I don't think I really understood 
what good acting was that early on. Like I knew how to memorize lines very, very well. And that's actually how I got cast the first time Gee, was that's... Um, like that... I, I had a, like the whole script and I, I remember there was somebody who backed out of uh, the first show that I was in, The Man Who Came to Dinner, I think it was. Um, somebody backed out like a month, two months in or whatever. So they had half the time and they're like, we need someone who can do this part and memorize the lines. And I was an understudy and I was like, I, I can probably do it. And I got it all down in like two weeks or whatever. I was the first person off book and, you know, I didn't really know what I was saying. I just knew that I, I could memorize it all and come on and sound were you, funny. Were you competitive in that level or in that area? Because I mean, I know for... Kind of. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's weird because it's like, I, I think high school was different because it was a mix of who can actually memorize as much stuff as we need for like the big roles. Right. But also there is that group of like, you know, who is really good. Like we have, you know... Um, two of the kids who I went to high school with are now on either off-Broadway or Broadway productions right now. That's incredible. Like uh, my friend uh, Gabriella Marzetta, she's in uh, Waitress, the, t the national Whoa, tour of Waitress. Wow. She's one of the main three uh, three characters. That's um, really impressive. So it's like that. that's like some of the competition I was up against, I guess, yeah. you know? So um, getting to work with all of them was awesome. I feel like as I got through high school, I really started to like learn and pick up a little bit more. Um, and then I kind of stopped because my senior year we did Midsummer Night's Dream um, which is of it. my favorite like it's you know I, I love Shakespeare to death I love old English literature like King Arthur any of that stuff is I go nuts for that and I had always wanted to do Shakespeare and uh, that was like our senior show is they try to pick something that like they know all the seniors want to do as like the final show of the year you know yeah um, and there were like three of us that were really good at Shakespeare and memorization and they're like yeah if there's any time we're going to be able to do it it'll be right now that's awesome. Um, what was, so, what's your favorite? Uh, have you read a lot of other Shakespeare? Uh, yes. So I took uh, two years of Shakespeare in college. Wow. Um, because my favorite professor, who was also my journalism instructor when I was the editor of the paper, um, her main thing was to teach Old English literature and Shakespeare. And Shakespeare was an elective that you could repeat any number of times you wanted to because they taught different uh, plays every semester. Right, right. Um, so what's I did your, like. What's one of your favorite ones? Um, I really like Twelfth Night. Yeah. It's fantastic. I think that that's it's a it's such a good show. You're a big Falstaff um, fan, huh? You, are you a big Falstaff fan? Twelfth <laughs> no. Night. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Not a super huge fan. Um, <laughs> I do. I do really like Twelfth Night, though. I like Midsummer Night's Dream is probably just my favorite because it's timeless, and I've done it so many times, read it so many times. That's awesome. Um, I'm Very surprisingly cool. like I haven't had that much experience with Romeo and Juliet, which is always the one that I wish like it's the one everybody knows, but it's never like studied or done anymore because it's so hard to like get it right and not have it be just like the cheesy generic Shakespeare yeah. thing. But yeah, well, it's you know it's, it gets to a point and things are done to death, and you <laughs> want to be able to to bring some new life into those things, and it's oh, just yeah. it's, it's difficult on top of it. Oh, but. it's so hard. Shakespeare is is a whole different beast. Not only for the people who are doing it, but also if you want to put it on for an audience, like oh. you have to make them understand. Like you are the translator of essentially an, an ancient language because right. there's some crossover, but it's it's a lot of learning how to do inflection and movement and you know like implication of like what everything means. And then they kind of get it. They'll laugh, and the more people see it, the more they get it. But it's still it's it's a beast. Well, that's the thing. You know, that's that's a great point because a lot of times it is if. If you do not have a trained ear for Shakespeare, which a lot most people don't, mm -hmm. it's difficult to follow along. But also, most of the of the good plays are easier to follow along. So there are certain oh, there's, cer there's certain uh, the certain plays that are 
a lot more difficult, right? Because, oh, yeah. because of the writing and because of the staging and all of that. And so it's 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 interesting to to hear that. But um, so you so what did you do? What group were you working with recently? Uh, this summer it was Goodly Creatures Theater. Uh, okay. They're based here in Elgin. Um, my friend Katrina Cerise is the like director and the head of their uh, whole thing. It's like her like baby basically is that is that production company and they were absolutely fantastic because like we we met almost completely on chance because she had done performances here years ago right, like when right, i was I just you know a part-time scrub here and <laughs> occasionally closed for shows and i was just like in and out didn't really you know pay too much mind and, and we had met like in passing um but then it was earlier this year after um after chris had passed away um leah from wmrn radio invited mm -hmm. us over unbeknownst to each other to do like a segment talking about like Chris and what we liked about him and what, you know, just something to remember him by. Cause it was like a, a couple days after everything had happened. Very cool. Um, and you know, didn't know each other at all. Afterwards we started talking, found out I did Shakespeare. We really hit it off, became really good friends. And then she gave me a call a couple weeks later and was like, Hey, I, I remember you mentioned you did theater. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm retired. And she's like, but you know, uh, would you be willing to, fill in the part that Chris was going to play with us this summer. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, which, which part is it? And she goes, it's Oberon. Oh, and I'm man. like, oh, <laughs> so the part that I wanted to play in high school. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and I, I just, you know, without pretty much any second thought said yes. And it was incredible. I've never That's worked great. with such a talented group of, I mean, we were working with actors who from all over the place who had done stuff with like the Goodman theater in Chicago and, um, that's great touring companies you know big like graduates of big theater schools and I'm like I, I feel like I learned the most as an actor and somebody who's like just a fan of theater yeah I feel like I this was the first time probably in my life where I really felt like I was doing a good job and I felt like I understood the material and how I was supposed to deliver it wow. and like what that's the emotion was like like working with that kind of a group and with a director who like really believes in you yeah. it, it, it changes everything for it, how you're doing it it was absolutely it was does a surreal experience it was so fun that's yeah it absolutely does because it's so many so many times or oftentimes i should say you are not that lucky you know mm -hmm. you're not you're not that lucky to work with talented actors across the board right yeah. you know it, or, it's, or it's or especially tough in you know covid times too because when we were so, yeah so setting the show up we wanted everybody to be vaccinated so we didn't have to worry about like masking or distancing at rehearsals and stuff and oh okay just the in the cast gotcha. in the cast okay. and the crew we wanted to make sure everybody was all set so um you know we had a couple hiccups of like trying to if people backed out for reasons or another right. trying to find somebody else who could fill in and our, our ending cast ended up being just phenomenal like it, it worked out perfectly but but it was it was very difficult to it, it was difficult to do because of the, the situation you know like COVID is such a weird thing for all of us plus we're all working adults who have very different schedules so right, it was just right. you know we did what we could and I think it I think it turned out fantastically. Did you perform it at? You, did you do it outside? Uh, yes. So they were Shakespeare in the Park. Okay. So we had a show in Geneva was our first show. We did that for just okay, over a thousand that, yeah. something people. Which How was much? it was over a thousand people. Whoa! Which was bonkers. Like it was, <laughs> they put us at Island Park, and literally it's mm. just an open lawn by the amphitheater there. Mm -hmm. And we walked out, and there was just people. There was no grass anymore. It was just people. Wow! <laughs> and we were like, okay. <laughs> and uh, that was that was fun. Um, we were gonna do a show at Festival Park in Elgin, but that they got rained out, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Um, so we rescheduled and did a double feature at Wing Park in their band shell, which was 
beautiful. That was such a fun day. That's great out there. Uh, and then the last show that we did was a couple weeks later in, in uh, Cantini. We did uh, one in their little Banshell at Cantini Park as our wrap-up show. And it very was cool. Very fun. Awesome. Well, that's, yeah. And, uh, and Katrina, what's Katrina's last name? Uh, Cerise. Cerise. And, and that, Goodley's been around for four or five years now? Uh, yeah, they were founded, I think, in 2018, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. So, so okay. It's been about three or four years. That's very cool. Well, yeah, it's um, it's great to hear that there's more theater around in Elgin, you know, because oh, for, for a number of years it, didn't, it was in and out. And I mean, we've got Elgin Theater Company and a lot of and Janice and there are mm-hmm. there have been some very talented uh, groups of people around here. But having that another group coming in, right, and, and knowing that there's still more theater happening is phenomenal. I know that Chris and Kathleen were, you know, huge advocates for the arts, especially mm-hmm. theater and being able to, to to have a place like you know where we are right now with Blue Box Cafe, having them donate the space right and being able to to set up even like for what we're doing today, but they were such advocates and so forward in their in their usage of the space and their their mm-hmm. abilities to to offer that to everyone else and. Um, and we won't talk about it too long because I don't, I don't want to bring bring down the room of I mean and if for those of you that are at home or in the car listening there's like 800 people here right now, um, so one two you know, three four five six <laughs> nine ten eleven uh, six hundred and four yes twenty carry the five um, yeah so I think that's about right we. <laughs> Uh, we lost, you know, uh, the community in, in this town, uh, we lost Chris and Kathleen earlier this year, um, uh, both within a, a few months of each other. And uh, what we're, I know, like Nathan is, has done a lot um, in order to carry on the tradition of Blue Box, uh, as well as the actual day-to-day and the business of it. And, you know, for the record, and I know I've said this to you, privately but they would be super proud of you of what you've done and i know that you and chris and and kathleen were very close and this is an exceptional time because there's a lot going on right there's a lot (laughs) but you have done so much to continue that tradition of being a warm inviting place and chris and kathleen would be super proud of you and so so thank you for for taking the time to to be on this this podcast yeah, for no, the course. Elgin Fringe Festival because it is um, it's something again they would have loved you Definitely. know and they, yeah. <laughs> and and I mean we can, used to do podcasts here once a week that's what that's where yeah. my first experience came with it but so yeah. I was but going thank you that, yeah. that really does mean a lot absolutely and it's 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 funny because like er, earlier this year I think when I was still caught in like the whirlwind of everything that happened because it was just like you know what am I what am I supposed to do like it it, it was a really weird start to the year but. Uh, originally hearing that uh, before I really knew how things were going to shape out this year it was it, that's a lot that's a lot of weight because yeah. it's like you know you just dealt with them going away and then someone's like you're carrying it on be proud yeah and it's like it, it means a lot like it's very humbling but it's also just like oh man that's a lot of like how do you live up to them right like, I mean they're you have literally ask- <laughs> larger than life it's right. it's tough but I, I think as as time has gone on and more stuff has happened and I've got, you know, a great bunch of friends back behind the counter with me, uh, even right now. Hi, Duncan. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, a uh, great new set of um, owners and former friends of the cafe who've come in to kind of help uh, get things moving again. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a bumpy ride, but 
uh, hearing that from anybody, I realize now is not really a weight. It's more like the highest compliment that I can get. Where it's like if, sure. if somebody's telling me that I'm doing them proud, then everything else right. goes away for a minute. I'm like, okay, if I'm if I'm getting that from people, I think I'm doing just fine. Well, and that's you know the emotional and the emotional uh, uh, crap is, is the only word I can my brain can think of. Aside, I can think of a few more colorful ones. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, I mean, especially with everything that everyone has done has gone with or has happened. Uh, uh, Everything that everyone has dealing with and has dealt with in the past 18 months, you know, and even longer. But you guys have, I mean, with the staff that, that was here, that is here, that will be here, it just, it's a lot for the community. And it's really, this is a, this is an iconic space, you know, and, Definitely. but all of that aside, this is a business too. So it's like, yeah, you know, you're, it's been, that's been the tough thing is, you know, um, it's kind of a half open told secret at this point and we we haven't really like publicly said anything right. before but you know we did we did change ownership recently um to a, a was former, it starbucks no thank oh, god okay i i've worked at starbucks before never again oh my goodness <laughs> and that's um, starbucks with uh how do you spell it's, it's spelled differently than the <laughs> other starbucks right yeah just add a couple x's at the end and we're good <laughs> um but yeah so uh, we recently changed hands and it's with somebody who trained me when I first started. He, he's a former employee of ours. He worked here for a long time. He really knows his stuff. He's got a good vision for it. But um, I kind of knew coming in that the first couple weeks of moving things along were going to be rocky again because yeah. it's, it's just like earlier this year where now there is so much that we're having to refigure out to reorganize because, you know, as much as I love Chris and Kathleen, they were family to me and this place is my home. There are a lot of things that need updating, yeah, need changing, sure. that need to move forward that we just never had time or money or energy for before. And now it's a yeah. case of, okay, you know, I, I want to keep this as close to how they had it as we can, but what can we do to keep this space here for the next seven, eight, ten years or longer? Yeah. You know, what can what can we do to, to put it in good hands to make sure that it's it's still going? And it's it's been a very awakening few weeks. It's been a lot of uh, sleepless nights and long hours trying to figure out just how we do that. And, you know, some tough decisions have to be made about things that we can, you know, take off the menu or how we schedule differently or whatever. But, you know, we're, we're just trying to do whatever we can to make sure that it, it stays the same kind of place. It stays like home to all the people who Chris and Kathleen invited all the time. Well, that's so. super important, especially because they um – they had such a you know a, a group of people. I mean, there, there's there's an audience, literally, mm -hmm. you know, for what they presented alongside their food, right? And and Definitely. then you have, I mean, and there's there's a lot of coffee shops and stuff. Not a lot, I wouldn't say that, but there are a few in the downtown area and such. But it's like there's a variety. The people. Oh yeah. I remember when they first opened, they had a, the 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 birthday party. Uh, there's a kid who was a huge. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Blue Box Cafe is a Doctor Who themed um, uh, cafe here in downtown Elgin. And what? there was a kid that had his birthday party here because he was such a huge mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Who fan. And I think that was Colin. Right? Yes, that's because he yes. had the he had the Facebook page Colin's yep. friends, and, yep. and he came here with his family, and we had like a couple hundred people. We had that a real awesome. TARDIS. I dressed up as Matt Smith that day. Yeah, it was, that was a great day. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> and those those moments and those you know 
it's not just about, and I, I how do I say this? It's not just about you. <laughs> it's, you know, wow. No, but geez, I mean, thanks. <laughs> it's like, but like even the marketing and, the, and the people knew about it. And mm-hmm. it, that brings so much to a downtown and so much to your staff and, and, and people like Colin and his family and friends and people that wanted to support. And it, it, it draws on in so many different uh, uh, levels and it's just such an exciting place. And it's, I'm so happy to hear that you guys are moving forward in a way that would, again, would make Kathleen and uh, and Chris just super proud. You I hope know? so, man. I mean, I mean, I like I said, I worked with them for you know this is my I'm six and a half years in to working here now. This is the longest job I've ever held. So uh, I, I, had the, I had the privilege, like you know, since I like I we we used to go over for like dinner at each other's houses and stuff. We went to movies. We were yeah. planning vacations. Like we <laughs> we're we're pretty close like basically like second family kind of people and so it's like I got to work with him and kind of hear and bounce soundboard ideas of like okay what what can we do with this space like what can we do to make it new like we wanted to paint a mural up above the top there for literally years and it's like okay well now we might be able to do that like yeah, how, how yeah. can we you know commission artists to come in and paint something cool and you know what can we do with all of the the merch and can we make any cooler drinks you know can we change the space a little bit uh you know like there's there's so many things that like, even I knew that they were planning and talking about. It's just, you know, they always moved a million miles a minute. Yeah. You know, they were, they were doing, I don't know how they slept. I have no idea. I don't even know if they did. I'm convinced Prince was a vampire to this day. <laughs> like seriously, man, this dude never slept. Oh, like he would, he would go home at like midnight or 2am from D and D and he'd be back here 4am the next morning. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. So, you know, getting to know even some of the stuff that they were working on were kind of, even all that stuff. I, they're letting me pitch it to them and be like, Hey, this is just some stuff we can think about. You know, this is some, some ways that we might be able to really make this like, you know, fun and interesting again. Cause you know, it has been pretty much the same for seven and a half, yeah. eight years. And, and so. that, but that part, that consistency, anybody in the restaurant industry or, you know, mm-hmm. specifically, cause I have a past in the restaurant industry, but it's like knowing that if you do cannot provide a consistent product, mm-hmm. that is, uh, it's a, it's a death sentence to be honest, yeah. you know, for any business. And, and for instance, uh, the the coffee shop that was here before Blue Box, yep. it was that. You know, we've been here for eight years downtown, and coming over here, it just with I mean, within six months, it was like, what in the world is going on? Mm-hmm. You know, and but any business goes through that, and, yeah. and even Blue Box did. We we beginning. definitely are. Oh, I think we're still going through that. If you want me to be totally honest with you, like, you it's should been, be though. You should be. That it's, it's that, been a it's been a tough year of like you know because. Like I said, you know, we've had changes from pretty much day one of this year where it was February, Kathleen, and then yep. figuring out how we fill in for her, and then April, Chris, and figuring out what we even do, right. and going through all the trial and the tribulation, and, you know, even now, like, as we're swapping over mm-hmm. hands and stuff, it's still, it's there's a lot of up in the air, and I know a lot of people have said, like, you know, oh, we've come down and you guys have been closed, and it's like, yeah, you know, that's another part of this year too is it's just it's hard to have open days a lot of the time you know like we've like like i remember earlier this year when when chris passed away we went to the funeral on a friday we were back open again that monday yeah because like we we couldn't afford not to right but now it's coming to that point where it's like you know do we have enough staff to open some days of the week because it's just it's just tough to you know other people are like you know going to school and doing things for them which is fantastic and i i love everyone who's ever you know walked through these doors as a as a friend and fellow employee, but it, it gets a little tough to, to make sure it, it stays 
open and consistent all the time. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm really hoping in the second half of this year that we can, you know, nail it in. I think some of the stuff we've got in the pipe is really good. And I, I really hope we'll be able to get back to that and, and hit it strong again going into the winter because I think it's going to be a, a really good really good setup. So That's exciting. And, you know, that's it's important to, to note that because – there are so many businesses that have closed due to COVID and, and four and five small businesses didn't make it through 2020. And that's, so the fact that uh, we are here, Jesus, that's a number is, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so incredible. The, the, I think that might be restaurants specifically, if I remember the stat correctly, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I was, it, it was like 79% of small businesses basically. So like four and five, like didn't make it. So the fact that we're still here and we're like, you know, we're not, we're not to our pre COVID sales numbers by any means because right. you know how, right. but um, the fact that we're even close, is I think really, really good. That's and I mean, there are you know things we can do to to trim up and try to make things a little bit better and help us get there again. But for for where we've been, I think the fact that we're still here after all the stuff that's happened this year is is a testament to how much everybody loves us. And I I, I don't take that for granted at all. Yeah. Well, it's great to hear. I mean, not that anyone ever thought that you would take it for granted. You know, <laughs> like everybody come back because we know you want to. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's um, it's interesting because it is it's without Blue Box, it, it there is a void, and yeah, you know, there's not have, a lot of places for food that are like consistently open downtown. Right. I'm not I'm not Coffee saying that's like plug us. I'm just saying like there's there's a lot of coffee shops. You know, they have um, Billy Bricks Pizza is open for like dinners and stuff sometimes. And Billy Bricks, know, yeah, they're no. they're well, they're uh, opening up at uh, Dream Hall. Dream so. Hall, I did hear that. Are they yeah. open yet? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, but, okay, uh, you cool. Know, I went I went there, and that was like the last place that I think I went for food that wasn't here really? downtown. I mean, there's there's Elgin Public House and stuff, but that's it. And you know, Elgin closes a lot on Mondays for whatever reason. A lot of people don't open on Monday, yeah, so that's true. We're like one of the only places that's open for like breakfast and lunch and stuff and that's it's it's been a blessing because it's it's kind of made us like the the go-to giving yeah. us like a bit of a wrap of like hey you can always go here and you know that's well, pretty, i think that's pretty good so yeah and people if people know that that's great man mm-hmm. that's um you mentioned uh uh kind of i mean you mentioned a lot of things but like what's happening now and then the future uh, it was one of my words that i had written down They're like <laughs> what's gonna happen in the future um, well, we kind of talked a little in the year 2000. You remember that? Uh, <laughs> Everything is chrome in the future. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. That's that the, last, the last SpongeBob reference I'll make today. Uh, so you, what are your personal aspirations for, uh, not necessarily Blue Box, but like for your world? Like I always, we want to talk about your Elgin story. We've talked a lot about theater uh, mm-hmm. and growing up, but are you, so are you from Elgin? And then if not, not that it matters. I just kind of want to get that out of the way. Um, and then <laughs> I wanted to, but I really want to focus and, and ask you about what you see your, or where you see yourself in like five years. So first of all, yeah, two part question. Sure. Are you from Elgin? Uh, so I'm from South Elgin, technically. South Elgin, so I was, that doesn't I was born count. in Aurora. Uh, we moved to South Elgin when I was like, <laughs> you know, two years old or something like that. Okay. So I, I, I basically only remember South Elgin. Um, been in two different homes. Uh, when we were like five, we moved in with my great aunt who uh, lives along the river in the house that we live in now. Wow. Uh, and when she passed away, she left the house to us because we had helped her out for a number of years. Um, That's a way to I, do it. But yeah, That's I know, cool. right? Yeah. But um, <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, because we're in South Elgin, we're so close to the St. Charles cutoff mm-hmm. for schools. So literally down the street from me at my friend Dana's house is where the cutoff is. So she got to choose whether she wanted to go to South Elgin or St. Oh, Charles wow. East. Um, so we all went to St. Charles East as as kids and stuff. So I, I grew up a lot of my, my formative years, I guess if you want to call it, uh, 
like the early half of my life was all in St. Charles. Like we always went to St. Charles for everything because it's where school was and it's right, where right. you know all that stuff was going on. Um, the only thing I had really ever come to Elgin for as a kid was Ghost House when Ghost House yeah. was originally open. My aunt Janie loved that place, so we would go there with them like you know once a month or whatever to to dine or for music or a bit of everything. Yeah, cool. They they like That's beer awesome. quite a lot. So they like what? <laughs> they like beer quite oh, a lot. So, who who doesn't? You know. Right. Um, but yeah, so uh, it wasn't until I went to ECC uh, starting like 2014 that it was right after I had started going to ECC that this place opened up. And this was actually the reason that I came downtown for the first time in like 10 years was I was like, wow, you know, Doctor Who was huge at the time. I was <laughs> massive into it. And I was like, this is my place. Oh, These are yeah. my people. And then, you know, <laughs> the rest is history. Um, but now it's like I, I am down here partially, mostly for work, but like I am down here all the time. Like we've done theater here. I go for drinks down here. Uh, I invite all my friends to come hang out down here. Like this has become, it's like I moved from one direction to the other as I, as I got younger yeah. and older. Like once, you know, I really set up here, this kind of became my place to go is, is downtown. Well, so you, that, that's, you know, that's ownership and like you've, you've proved again, you've proven that. And, but that's, <laughs> that says a lot about, you know, your, your aesthetic you know like mm -hmm. what you enjoy what you like to see and feel like and, and that is oh yeah that's great that's but that ownership again you can see it you know not and that's not just being behind the bar and and making people food and, and <laughs> coffee you know but that's being uh kind of an, an ambassador yeah you know for 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 uh for doctor who for the blue mm -hmm. box for business in downtown elgin for community definitely that all those things tie together and that's really special and uh so with that being said how do you see that transition working in the future i think the next couple of months are going to be the determining factor for all that because there like i said there is a lot that has to change just for us to keep this the way that it is um because like and you, you know it's a family-owned small business and and for the longest time chris and kathleen did everything themselves yeah um the problem is that's not always sustainable as a business model. And I'm like, you know, as much as I understand that I want to keep this the same, I also understand from a realist standpoint that that's not entirely possible in every way, shape, and form. Not with Which in, in most cases volume. is good. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, if we, if we don't have to run to the grocery store to get stuff right. five, six, seven days a week and we can just get it delivered or something, like, that's a decision we can make. You mm -hmm. know, we can, we can get on stuff like that. But... I think once we, you know, get a couple more people in here for staff, because, you know, if anybody's looking, we are hiring. I would love to get some new people in the door. Awesome. Um, but once we get some more people in here, we get our new systems all set, our new inventory. And um, once we get everybody trained on, like, our new coffee regimen and, like, the stuff that we're going to be doing, um, I, I don't see any reason why this can't be here another 10 years plus. Like, you know, I, I think that's, that's rare, especially for a small business, to, like, get a foothold and stay that long. Um, but that's, that's kind of a goal for me, whether or not it's with me. You know, yeah. I, I've more been in the mindset all year of, you know, as long as I put it in the hands of someone who I know is going to care and is going right. to agree with the way that I see it, where it's like it needs to stay what they built. You know, you don't want to just come in and change everything and have it not be the same place because then you might as well have just closed the store and opened a new one. Right, yeah. Um, and you kind of lose the, the, the feeling and you, you definitely. lose the, you know? the energy. Yeah, right. And, and if I if I can keep that mostly the same, and I, I know everybody who's back there with me is feeling the same way. We've all been pretty adamant about you know let's keep it the way it is, you know, for for our sake and for everyone else's because we know what it means. But if that happens, you know, I would love to, you know, 
I would love to. I don't know where it'll be in in five years. I would love for it well, to still be here and to still be kicking along with or without me, because <laughs> um, like I said, this place is my home yeah. more than it's my job. Like it really yeah. is. I came here, you know, four days a week when I was a customer for like a year before I got a job here. So you know, this just, is just this worming is just, your way in, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like this is just the place to go. Like you know, right. I, I I walked in expecting a breakfast sandwich and walked out with a job. Like it oh. was, that was literally how that morning went. I had, I had just gotten laid off from my first job. Um, oh, and wow. then I like was waiting for breakfast. Chris was sitting over at his chair and we just started talking and I was he's like, how's things going for you? I haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I was at work and I lost my job. And he goes, do you want one? And I go, what? And he goes, a job. And I'm like, well, I wanted my breakfast sandwich. Can I still get that? <laughs> and then he, he's like, yeah, you can start on Monday. And I was like, cool. And then I never looked back. No so, kidding. But yeah, I, I'd love for it to... That's I'd an, love to that's be a part of it. That's an origin story. That's incredible. <laughs> that's great, man. Uh, but I'd, I'd love to be a part of it for as long as I can. You know, as long as it's healthy for me and I'm I'm doing yeah. things the right way and doing right by everyone else. I think, I think I, I'm I'm happy here. You well, know, it's great I'm, not, to I'm hear. not good at too much else. So yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Well, that's that is that's really great to hear because I know there are a lot of people come here, you know, to to see you and to, and to be uh, around, you know, the environment that you've helped foster. You mm -hmm. know, to be quite honest, like getting through COVID required so many transitions and pivots and all that. And, and it's crazy; it's still going on, and it's crazy. Absolutely, man. like there's there's stuff that changes every week. Whether yep. we need new mask mandates or we need to do distancing or capacity limits or we like that's half the reason we went to online delivery right yeah right at the beginning of last year is because we just needed that to to get through and you know there's there's a lot different that's that's been going on and it's it's actually helped too i don't know you might be able to speak on this too a little bit of like just there were some things that like on, on like the sanitary level and stuff mm -hmm. like that that like we didn't really realize we weren't paying attention to it like it never really been a priority but now with COVID, it's like okay yeah no we we should have been doing this the whole time and yeah. it'll it's stuff that'll stay after this is all hopefully one day over and done with you know it's 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 well, been very eye-opening for a lot of different reasons that's very i mean i there you know without getting into all of it because it's a lot <laughs> anybody that goes to a restaurant you are ultimately putting yourself out there for something oh, yeah. to happen mm -hmm. and that's either through your drink your water your bread yep. like anything on your plate your food because it's prepared by people that don't necessarily wear gloves or masks and that has mm -hmm. been the way for years forever yep. you know you get food poisoning it might be from a person it might be from the food itself now and i have I'm no kidding like since i've actually started in the restaurant industry i always wondered why cooks and chefs and people that were actually bringing the food weren't wearing like preparing with gloves or, or wearing mm -hmm. masks like yeah. that is a big, I mean even, even just I'm, like washing your hands like we wash our hands in between before and after like right, every activity absolutely. we switch yeah. to at the very least because like look this is like the most basic thing we can do to make sure we're good right and, you know COVID was big about the wash your hands for 30 seconds soap and water all that and it's yeah. like yeah why were why weren't everybody doing this before well, like <laughs> if you've ever like I've worked it up golden corral i'm pretty proud ah, of that the, ca uh, the cavalcade of mediocrity yes uh <laughs> but it was back in the day when it was pretty awesome uh it, we had a uh <laughs> our manager was like you want to learn how to butcher and i was like no but you know, just okay. the, a usual thing to hear on the start of a tuesday yeah i was like 14 15 oh my and so God. but and i won't get into the disgustingness that, that was <laughs> that at the golden corral in thank Macomb, you illinois with thank Mr. you very Ed much shoot uh but <laughs> so I learned a lot and but you know seeing cooks use the white rag or the blue rag and then after a shift seeing it covered in blood 
and you know yeah, from being like, cut yeah, no. and not not reusing them depending on the manager being like oh yeah we can't we've only got 10 rags for a shift so that's all you can use you know that kind of thing yeah that is this i i honestly can say i hope and i think that this is going to change oh all definitely of that. and having your staff wear masks mm-hmm. for food preparation is I think going to be key to, and, and will probably stay for a very long time. And it should probably, at least most places. I don't know. I don't know like how in depth, cause it, it also depends too on like what the government requires because you, Absolutely. you and I but, both know corporate America is like, you know, we will do the minimum that we can because it saves us money. So I have a feeling unless, you know, I, I think COVID has kind of shown which people and which businesses kind of have a conscience and give a crap for right. lack of a better term. So I think most of them will, will stick with that as long as it makes people comfortable. Like, no one's going to say, no, you can't wear that. And, like, that's how I am. I'm like, look, if y'all want to, like, you know, we, we require them right now, but I told them afterwards, I'm like, you know, as, as long as you want to keep wearing them, I will say nothing to you. Right. Like, I'll probably keep wearing mine for a while. So, well, And that's, you know, it's not like, the, you know, if there's a restaurant that's getting uh, a lot of foodborne illnesses and, you know, like, that should be shut down anyway. Yeah, there no. should be, But so it's not like it happens a lot. So most businesses oh, no, aren't going yeah. to be, aren't going to do that. But... For the safety and concern, there's, I don't know. There I, are I definitely, really do. there are benefits to all this stuff, man. It's yeah, great. Yep. And I think that there's, especially in around town, especially with places that have open kitchens. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting to sit and watch <laughs> your food be prepared. There's a, there's a number of characters. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to touch on my list. So I know you're from South Elgin. Goodly <laughs> creature, blue box here in the future. Okay. Well, I tell you what, uh, Nathan, I, um, I appreciate you. Once again, I appreciate you coming in, uh, yeah, of course. to your, uh, residence. No, uh, to blue box. <laughs> no, it is. I have a cot in the back. I pull it out every <laughs> oh, other night. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to know that. I hope that was, not. that was always the oh. joke is it's like, look, man, I gotta, I gotta close tonight. I gotta open tomorrow. All right. I'll bring my sleeping bag. See you guys in the morning. Yeah. Just, just Stay, stay overnight it's fine you know and um <laughs> so once again thank you so much and uh did you have anything else you want to say uh, to, or to say about chris and kathleen or about blue box or your staff or anything or, or uh french festival elgin whatever oh, man. i mean I, i've got a number of things i could say i mean it's like it's very short very short <laughs> yeah but like sh- short things no um okay thank you guys too for uh, for Absolutely. coming in you know i know this year has been weird um, and this is the first event we've done here since since COVID. Yeah, like, is, yeah. is French stuff. And I remember you reached out to me like way earlier this year, and I was like, totally. Like, let's do it. Like, let's let's get something normal back in here. Yeah. Um, we appreciate I, that, that you know, opportunity. I, I've always this is me not shilling, just saying. Um, I've always appreciated you and Aaron and everything you've done for Chris and Kathleen and for us. Everything you do for downtown, for um, sure. you guys are fantastic. I uh, I, I wish I was better friends with you and I could like take you out for a beer sometime or something. Um, but you guys are you guys are awesome. Thank you for everything you do and Thanks. for for bringing me along in the ride and for all the you know the advice and the help you've offered me this year. Um, for sure, know, I, I, I appreciate you more more than I can express in thirty seconds on a that's podcast. That's all right. Well, that's that's very kind of you. We do appreciate that and. Uh, but we're going to wrap up connected with Nathan Chesterfield. I want to say a big thank you to uh, our tech person, Patrick Harrington. He Ooh. actually uh, set up and will be doing all the podcasts for us today at Blue Box Cafe. And the lovely Becca is here uh, visiting us. And there's Janelle and there's Adrian and there's Tom and there's Clancy. Those Ooh-hoo. people don't exist. But uh, the, the first <laughs> few people I mentioned do. Um, but again, thank you, everybody. Um, stay connected. 
Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.